I always wanted to be somebody. Now I realize I should have been more specific. Lily Tomlin. Welcome to Retire Mentorship, your mentor to and through retirement. I'm your host, Ruben Lindy, certified financial planner. As we approach the end of a year and the beginning of a new, many people will begin to start thinking about how they want this new year to be different. 2020 was a bear of a year. For many people, 2021 was the beacon of hope, the new year where we could do new things. 2021 has also proven to be an interesting year, and for many more people, 2022 is now that new beacon. And people begin to think about how they want their lives to look different, to create resolutions for the upcoming year. However, if we are planning to do this, these are the things we should be thinking about now, not on January 1. Any resolutions you come up with on the first or second day of the year are not going to be resolutions you stick to. For those of us who want 2022 to be better than 2021, we need to begin to think about how we are going to actually achieve that, and we need to think about it now. I want to introduce to you today a concept called the Victorious Cycle. Before you begin to think, wait, I thought this was a financial podcast. Why are we talking about New Year's resolutions and whatever he's going on about now? It does matter. All of this matter. Everything we do in finances matters to the rest of life. We're going to cover three topics today. First, why this matters to a financial podcast. And number two, what is a victorious cycle? What exactly are we talking about? And how can it help us to improve our lives in the new year? And three, the various life domains that a victorious cycle can apply to. One of those domains is financial, which is what most of this podcast is about, but all of the domains connect to all the others. And we'll explore why and how. And you can start thinking now, with a few weeks left to go, how you might want to start applying these things to the new year and truly make 2022 your best year ever. That's coming up on the Retire Mentorship Podcast. Victoria's Cycle, The Life Domains. Finances fund our life. The entire point of financial planning is so that you can make more money through investing and smart strategies and keep more of your money through tax planning and insurance planning so that you can live the rest of your life better. Money is not the end in and of itself. Money doesn't automatically make you happy. I'm certainly not the type of person that says, oh, all the rich people are miserable and money won't make you happy, so don't pursue it. No, you should pursue money. You should pursue being a good steward of what you've been entrusted with. But money is not the end in and of itself. If you had to choose between having money and not having money, I always choose having money. But it cannot be the end goal. We know lots and lots of people who make gobs of money, have gobs of money, and are miserable. Money is not the goal. Money funds the goal. Finances fund the rest of our life, and we need to intentionally craft the rest of our life, or it won't matter. No amount of money will matter if you are miserable. We need to know what our money is for. What are the other goals in life that we are trying to achieve? How do we want the rest of our life to look in order for our money to fund it? 
So even though this is a financial podcast and we spend most of our time talking about financial topics, we wanted to take a little bit of time here at the end of this year before the beginning of the new and see how does this connect back to the rest of our lives and to provide you with a framework that we think will be helpful for you in designing the rest of your life so that your finances can better fund it. So while we will spend most weeks in the year looking at finances, we want to spend the next three looking at the rest of our lives. And I want to teach you today about a topic called the victorious cycle. It's a concept that we all should know and that I think will help all of us to have better lives in 2022, regardless of what is happening in the rest of the world. We all know what a vicious cycle is, right? A vicious cycle is when we get caught up in a pattern of behavior and it makes everything worse. We're not eating well and it makes us sluggish and lethargic. And so we don't work out, don't get any activity in, which makes us more sluggish and more lethargic. Makes us tired at work and therefore our performance suffers. Because of our lackluster performance, we miss out on a promotion or maybe even get demoted or fired. This lackluster performance at work and the resulting reduction in pay or missing out on opportunities does a number of things. Obviously, it affects our finances and what we're able to do. Maybe we're going further and further into debt because we keep buying things with money we don't have and we don't have the money because we're not performing at work. It also impacts our relationships with our spouse and kids and other important people. Stress at work is taken out on our family, on the people that mean the most to us, and it strains the relationship. Creates stress at home, which in turn impacts our work, which in turn impacts our eating and our habits, and everything goes together into a vicious cycle. Every domain of life that is not going well contributes to the poor performance of every other domain of life. And we spiral and it gets worse and worse and worse. The consequences of vicious cycles rarely present themselves in a short period of time. It's rather over the passage of a long period of time that we begin to see its harmful effects in the eroding of our health and the gaining of weight, in the eroding of our relationships with our spouse and with our kids resulting in strained relationships and perhaps even divorce, in the eroding of our work and what we're able to do with the place that we spend so much of our time. A vicious cycle can capture the best of us and plummet us into a life that we never thought we'd be living, but that we find ourselves entrenched in. We all know what a vicious cycle is. The flip side of this is a victorious cycle. A victorious cycle is when committed action results in success in one domain of life, which breeds success in another, and another, and another. Victorious cycle believes that success in one domain is the result of success in all domains, not the sacrifice of all others. Think about it. We know what success looks like in just one area of life. There are countless examples of it. The billionaire who has more money than they could ever need and will ever be able to spend. They've reached the pinnacle of financial success, and yet they've been divorced five times. 
and their kids won't talk to them except for to ask for more money. Is this success? The successful CEO who's had tremendous business success but has lost all touch with God and is becoming someone they never thought they would become. The successful mom whose life expectancy is 65 because she never made time to take care of herself. We know what success in just one area looks like. Most people can achieve some level of success in one domain. But is this true success? There is one definition of success. The focused pursuit of one domain, usually business or finances, at the expense of of all others. This seems to be the definition of success that most people are operating on. When we look at someone and define them as successful, usually what we mean is they've done well in business or they're rich. It seems to be the only category that we think success can be found in. All of the magazines and books and articles out there about successful people seem to be about these two areas. And yet, if you look at the lives of many, not all, but many of the people who have been successful in business or finances, they are a train wreck in the rest of their life. To be sure, there are people who have found success in all areas of life, and that is why we know it is possible and even preferable, in my opinion. But certainly the pursuit of one domain at the expense of all others should not be considered success. If that is your definition, if your goal, your whole pursuit is to gain success in just one area and you're willing to sacrifice everything else, then go for it. I hope it makes you happy, but I don't think it will. I think really what most people want is success in all others. We've been taught that success only comes in one or two areas, but it comes in many. In the book Give and Take, Adam Grant focuses on one person who made it their goal to, quote, above all else, I wanted to prove that success doesn't have to come at the expense of someone else. This person was a successful business person and wanted to make sure that they were doing it in a way where they could give to others and help other people also become successful in business. Above all, I want to prove that success doesn't have to come at the expense of someone else. We took it one step further, because we don't think it's enough. You can have success in one area without it being at the expense of someone else. But we took it one step further and said, above all else, we want to prove that success doesn't have to come at the expense of anyone else, including ourselves. Because for far too many people, they do find success in one or two areas, but it is at the expense of all the other areas of their life. It's the expense of their relationships, of their body, of their spiritual health. And we don't think that should be the case. Success can and should come in all areas of life. And when they do, it breeds success in all the other domains. Here's another definition of success. The focused pursuit of all domains to live the life we truly desire. Not the life that has been painted for us in the media and in entertainment. The life that we think we want because that's what we see. But really the life we truly desire. So let's look at those life domains and see how a victorious cycle could help us to live our life that we want in all areas. 
There's a number of ways to split up the life domains, but I prefer these seven. The seven life domains are spiritual, relational, mental, physical, vocational, financial, and recreational. This happens to be in the order that I think is the most important, but here's the beauty of this order. Your values might be different than mine. You can rearrange the domains in whatever order is most important to you and reflects your values and your priorities, but there are all seven. For many of us, we focus on one or two at the expense of the others. So let's look at each of them and see what we mean by it being a life domain. Number one, spiritual. Now, I'm a Christian, and to me, my relationship with Jesus is the most important part of my life. For many people listening, you're going to come from at least some kind of Christian background. And for many people, it is or at one point was important to them. And if we're honest with ourselves, though, we've let it slide. It's not at a point where we want it to be. Perhaps we've experienced the joy and peace that comes with having a great spiritual life. And we want that back. We do want it to be part of our life. But the busyness of every other part of life has overwhelmed that. And we are no longer living that life. So for many of us, this is an important piece, and we really do, in our heart of hearts, want it to be a more important piece. For some of you, you don't even believe in the spiritual world or in any kind of spirituality. And I would challenge you just to think a little bit. Again, we're not going to get into it. This is certainly not a spiritual or Christian podcast. But I want you to just consider why so many people have made their spirituality such an important piece of their life. Not that the crowds or the masses are always right, but perhaps the missing piece in your life really is the spiritual aspect. Having a spiritual life, having a relationship with God, having spiritual practices can certainly impact and improve every other domain of life. My relationship with God makes me a better person. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but when you hang around good people, you become more like them. There's an old proverb that says that he walks with the wise, grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. You become like the people that you hang out with. And if you tend to hang out a lot with God and with Jesus, who happen to be a pretty good dude, you tend to be more like them. Having a spiritual life helps me in my other areas of life, in my other life domains, because it makes me a better husband, a better father, a better friend. It helps me with my mental state, giving me more peace and tranquility to live the rest of my life. It helps me in my vocational and financial life by giving me principles to follow and a stronger ethic in everything that I do. I devote time to my spiritual relationship with God in the same way that I devote time to my personal relationships. So yes, it takes time, there is a cost, but the benefits Make it supremely worth it. Domain number two is relational. What are the different relationships that you have and how are you focusing on making those successful? Of course, we all have certain relationships. Every single one of us has relationships with our parents. You can't be alive without those. And many of us are also married and or have kids. There are four subcategories of the relational domain. Your family of origin, your spouse, your children, and your friends. 
Your marriage should be the most important of all of these. It is, after all, the only time when you stood before a hundred or so people and vowed to that person to love and cherish them until death do you part. I find it so fascinating that so many people abandon their marriage and leave it to the wayside in order to focus on quote-unquote success in other areas such as business or finance. After all, you didn't stand up before a couple hundred people and promise that you'd be successful in business or that you'd make a lot of money or that you'd buy a lot of toys that would cause a lot of stress in your life to be able to pay for them and therefore damage the other areas of your life. You promised your spouse to love and cherish them. And for any of us who have kids, we know how important that relationship can and should be. Most of us would do anything for our kids. But the best thing you can do for your kids is to have a strong marriage. And for way too many of us, we have not focused on our marriage after getting married. It's something that has fallen by the wayside and is getting impacted and perhaps eroded by the other areas of life. And so to focus on success in marriage helps us in all of our other relationships. If we have a strong marriage, a strong relationship with our spouse, every other area is impacted. Our physical well-being is severely impacted by our relationship with our spouse. We're able to do better in our work and in finances when we're joined together and have one mission and one goal with that. Our recreational area of our life is much more fun with a partner that we love and care about. So many of us, we need to focus less on our business goals and more on our marital goals. How are we developing and cultivating a strong marriage that will lead to success in all other areas? There's obviously lots you could say on the relational domain and on different relationships. And certainly there are thousands and thousands of books on marriage and on parenting, and I would highly encourage you to explore them. And that's the point, though, is that if you want success in all areas of life, the relational domain is one of the most important areas. And focusing on improving that area will significantly improve the others. Mental is the third domain. That's your mind, your mindset, and how this affects everything else. You need a good, solid mindset. We have become more and more aware lately of mental health and mental health issues, and we can see often when there are problems with our mental health and our mindset and what those can do. But there's not a lot of focus, at least I think in the general public, on strengthening our mindset. Certainly there are great books, Growth Mindset and others, that focus on mindset and what we think and how the way that we think impacts the rest of our life. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know how much we care about the mental and mindset portions of finances, that you need to know things about finances first and then believe in them in order to act on them. And much of this podcast is about reinforcing positive and good mindsets around finance, what we should actually know and believe and how we need to stick with those. For many of us, we may even exercise our bodies, but we are not exercising our minds. We're not training our minds to have a positive, a growth mindset, a success mindset. And so cultivating this area, your mental domain, obviously impacts all the others, impacts your finances, impacts your work, impacts relationships, impacts everything. So for many of us, some kind of focus on our mental domain will breed success in the others.
Then you have the physical domain, your body, how much you sleep, your exercise, what you're fueling it with, the nutrition that you get. When you are taking care of your body, when you are feeding it good fuel, good energy, and not the garbage of the standard American diet, when you're getting sufficient sleep, then you know you know that success is more likely in all other areas. You have more energy, more focus for work, more energy and focus for your relationships. You're giving your spouse and your kids the best of what you have instead of the remains. And I think it's quite clear to all of us, if we stop and think about it just for a moment, how important having physical health is to the rest of the domains. Number five is vocational Having work that is meaningful, that is satisfying, that is rewarding is extremely important. Way too many of us are doing jobs that we hate or we just have the wrong mindset about our jobs. Way too many of us are in jobs that are super stressful and not in a good way, not in a way that's keeping our toes and helping us to grow, but just in a terrible, toxic way. And so to have a vocational area of life, if we're going to spend eight to 10 hours a day working then to have a vocation that we enjoy, that we find satisfaction from, that is meaningful to us and to others, obviously, of course, breeds success in other areas and is impacted by these other areas. And one of the results of good work, of course, is that you get paid, and that goes into the financial domain, number six, financial and As we've talked about, your finances fund the other areas. Many of the other things we want to do relationally with our spouse and with our kids and with our friends cost money. Some of the things that we'll want to do to improve our physical life, our body, cost money. A lot of the things we do in number seven, recreational, cost money. And so to have good finances, to keep more of your own money by paying less in taxes, to have your money working for you by having it invested well, to be able to use your money for future expenses instead of always paying for past expenses by getting out of debt. All these different areas of finance fund the other areas and are improved by the other areas. They all work together. And then lastly, recreational. And for some people, you might be thinking, oh, recreational, like, it's having fun, right? Of course, like, I don't, I don't need any goals in that. Like, I, I, trust me, I spend plenty of time on the recreational side of my life. If anything, I need to, I need to work more, spend more time with my spouse or kids or something else. Like, I, I don't need any help on the recreational side. And I think if, if that's the case, if you're one of the many, many Americans that spends hours and hours a day on their phone or on the screen or being otherwise entertained, and you know you need to spend more time with God, more time with your wife and or husband and kids, more time with your friends, more time working out and eating right, more time at work, more time on your finances, If the recreational side of your life really is sucking up most of the time that you could be devoting to the other domains of life, then I want to challenge you that you don't have too high of a view of your recreation, but you are thinking too low. You're letting the mindless entertainment of your phone, of social media, of of TV, of whatever else suck up your life and you're not thinking big enough. You're not, you don't have goals around truly memorable experiences with your family, going on trips, doing big things together, enjoying true recreation, true rest, 
rejuvenation and you are going to the lowest common denominator, whipping out your phone, logging on to your computer, whatever it else to get you your recreational satisfaction. We know it doesn't satisfy because we keep going back to it and we know it's mind numbing. And obviously we could say a lot on that alone. And so I just want to challenge you that as you look forward into the new year that you may actually want to set recreational goals. As we look towards 2022 and we're trying to set goals and improve our life and have a better year next year than we had this year, we can see how we would want to have maybe a better spiritual life, to spend more time with God and and have a greater focus on that. We can see how we would want to set some relational goals and improve our life with our kids and our spouse, to have physical goals and get back in shape or get in better shape and have work goals and financial goals. And perhaps what we need also is some recreational goals. Some things to not do. I'm going to give up social media. I'm going to put limits on my phone so I can only be on it for a certain amount of hours or during a certain time frame. And I need to get rid of some of these low denominator recreational things that I've been spending time and energy on and think bigger and better about how I want to have fun and the specific fun that I want to have and set some recreational goals. Because it is important to have fun. It's important to enjoy life. For many of us, honestly, we could do a better job in this area than we are doing right now. So those are the seven domains. If those are working together, they help all the other areas. Focus in one area helps breed success in all the others. And we're going to explore over the next couple of weeks how those work together and how we can focus on each of them in a way that's actually doable and improve every area of our life, which will in turn breed success in all the other areas. So stay tuned over the next couple of weeks as we explore what it means to actually live out a victorious cycle and how to make 2022 our best year ever. Mm-hmm.